the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, friends, and welcome to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. My name is Mike Lee. I am blessed to be the director of local ministries here at True Talk 800, 93.9 KPDQ, 104.1 The Fish, and even 93.1 L-Rain. I don't even speak Spanish, so <laughs> how blessed I am, and especially because I've got not one, not two, but three very special guests in the studio today. They are... Tom Fulmer, the executive director of the Grotto, alongside the volunteer manager of the Grotto, Margaret Gunther, and my dear friend James Autry, the executive director of the Christian Chamber of Commerce of the Northwest, of which I am a board member, but this has nothing to do with that. We are strictly (laughs) citizens today. That keeps me legal. So we can tell at our legal counsel that I was good, right, exactly. James? We're not having a board meeting because we don't have a quorum. <laughs> there we go. So um, as someone who moved out from New York about six and a half years ago, I think of the staples of the Pacific Northwest. Obviously, Seattle has got the needle, yep. right? And here in Portland, we are the Rose City. We've got what is now the Moda Center. And one of the very special landmarks that I consider would be the Grotto, which is technically North Skidmore Street in Portland, but... For all intents and purposes, go to the corner of Northeast 85th Avenue and Sandy Boulevard in Portland, where you can find the grotto. We're going to hear a little bit about its history today, but we're also going to hear about Margaret Gunther's history and Tom Fulmer's history and our connection with the grotto and why we all need to visit, especially in this season between Thanksgiving and New Year's Day. So I guess I'm going to lead off with you, Tom. Congratulations on being named Executive Director of the Grotto. And how did that all come about? I'm curious. Oh, boy, Mike, I really appreciate you having us on today. Um, How did that come about? You know, that's an entire show in itself. But what I would like to say is that I joined the Grotto as executive director July 1st. And um, this is the 90th year of the Grotto. Uh, It's the first time that the Grotto decided to uh, engage and find a non-Servite priest as their executive director. And, and what does that a whole, what does there's that mean a whole, for the common man? There's a what is a servite in the first okay, place? Okay, well, that's a, that's where I want to start. Excellent. The grotto is 90 years old, and the grotto was founded by a servite priest who um, learned that his mother at the time was near death, and he prayed to Mother Mary. And as a result of his prayers to the Virgin Mary, his mother was healed. And he was a young man at the time. And so he told himself that he would build and find a place to honor Mary, our sorrowful mother, found the property in Northeast Portland. Now, this is 1923, 62 acres in the the middle of the city, purchased the land from the uh, Union Pacific Railroad and started to build the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother i.e. the grotto. That's where it started, and that's how it continues today. The Servite Orders are the Order of Friars of Servants of Mary. They're a Catholic organization founded almost 800 years ago 
in Italy. And there are provinces of Servite friars all over the world. And the U.S. province of the Servite order is in Chicago, and they own and operate the grotto. So for the last 89 and a half years, the leaders of the grotto have always been Servite priests. They made a decision along with the the lay board about two years ago to look for someone that could lead the grotto uh, administratively and be able to allow Father Jack Topper in particular, who has served as the director for 23 years, to allow him to step away from the administrative duties, from running a large organization, a large nonprofit, and... I've been blessed to be able to be selected. So that's a little bit of the history of it. So Father Jack is still with the organization, just doing his strengths in a, in a better capacity because you've taken the administrative leadership off of his shoulders. Is that correct? Correct. correct. Father Jack Topper um, has been with the Grotto for 23 years. He is, I believe he's the 15th or 16th director. He actually has served as the longest executive director at the Grotto in its 90-year history. He is the rector. So he leads the the spiritual, uh, he's the spiritual leader and takes care of all of the masses and all of the uh, sacraments and the religious celebrations that occur literally every day at the grotto. So that's a beautiful thing. I, it I is a beautiful he, thing. He must have been doing a touchdown dance when you got hired <laughs> and started your first day. Uh, that, you finally, know, all this stuff is off his plate. You know, that's interesting. I'll, I'll say something to him about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Margaret Gunther, you are the volunteer manager at the Grotto. So how, what does that mean, and how long have you been with the Grotto? I joined the Grotto in July of 2013, and the Grotto relies operationally on volunteers. Thank you. To essentially staff its retail outlets to work in the visitor's complex and the gift shop, and thank you. <laughs> I'm moving mics around. She's <laughs> moving mics around so everybody can hear me now. She's doing Watch a touchdown you. dance. <laughs> well, I am. Um, and the Grotto uses um, about 70 volunteers, um, you know, from month to month in its various outlets. They work in the grounds. They help in the conference center. And many of these volunteers have been there anywhere from, you know, 15 to 20 years. I remember Elizabeth Sabula is one of our many volunteers and held the position of volunteer coordinator long before I did. And she's been involved with the Grotto probably since since the beginning, at least 20-some, 20, 20 not the beginning of the Grotto, but for the last 20-some years. And she's a wealth of knowledge about all things Grotto. And to go on a tour of the gardens with Elizabeth is to get the full story of she every She probably plant. just knows every aspect she, of every and she's a cranny. lovely lady. Mm-hmm. She is so devoted to the Grotto. And that is one of the things that's so inspiring about the volunteers who've been there for as many years as they have, is their dedication to the grotto and their their absolute love of the place and their willingness to show up week after week and year after year and give their their all to the shift that they perform at the grotto, whether it's in the conference center, whether it's in the visitors complex, or you know sweeping the grounds. It's really very inspiring. For festival, it takes about a thousand volunteers to have the festival have the the character that it has, which is one of welcoming and hospitality and warmth and excitement. And the volunteers do a lot of greeting and a lot of support. And I'm very grateful to and inspired by them every day. 
Okay, we're, of course, talking about the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights. It's open from the Friday after Thanksgiving through December 30th. And thankfully, Christmas Day, the 25th, everybody gets a break. So it'll be closed that day. Open nightly from 5 to 9.30 p.m. And the festival grounds will then close at 10 p.m. Is there ever any issue when it comes to where you should park or for those of us who might have older relatives on walkers? uh, What would you suggest? Uh, Are there better days or less frequented days to come? Or is it all dependent on who the particular choral group or artist happens to be at that point? I would say that early in the festival, um, things tend to be a little bit less busy. And for people who have special needs and mobility needs, we do have an elevator. And if they're coming down Skidmore, they would come into Gate 4. There's parking there, not a lot of parking, and it's not accessible to the public, but we do allow drop-off of TriMet buses, and anyone who needs an elevator or assistance getting to the festival can come and be dropped off at Gate 4 and access the elevator and assistance. Excellent. I'm glad to see that you've got all the tradition of the grotto going back, what is this, 90-odd years practically, and yet still the amenities and modern helps for for people who might be handicapped or needing a little more assistance or parking a little bit closer. So let's just say your kid was singing in a high school corral that started a um, – let's make up a 6 p.m. starting time. Okay, Realistically, what time would you recommend people to arrive so that they can park and get settled? If you're bringing your child, if you're driving your <laughs> child to the, to the grotto, you need to arrive at least an hour Mm-hmm. hour ahead of time. And you can drop your child off at gate four and someone will be there to greet them and escort them and direct them to the room where they will, you know, perform and warm up. And then there's ample parking in one of our main parking lots. We have two main parking lots, Tom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's parking along Skidmore. And we have a great crew of staff and volunteers who will help direct traffic during parking. And you've also got some great presence online on Twitter at The Grotto PDX, on Facebook at The Grotto Portland, and on your website, thegrotto.org. That's T-H-E-G-R-O-T-T-O dot org. And the lineup of people that you have coming to perform is absolutely amazing. In fact, we've got the daughters of a friend of the station's Cornell Blejois, I think I pronounced Blejois, that right. that's the correct. The Blejois yeah. sisters. Mm-hmm. Kayla and Ashley are going to be representing Word of Life at the Grotto on Saturday, November 29th, beginning at 5.15. And for those listeners who might be coming for the very first time and who are unfamiliar with the area, do you think getting there at, say, 5-ish for a 5.15 start is good enough? Or would you recommend getting a little earlier, especially if it's during a weekday? Well, let me let me uh, touch on that a little bit. Um, Kayla and Ashley, for example, they're playing our second night. We were open up on Friday night, and they're at 5.15. Um, the gates open at 5, but we really recommend that people get there about 4.30, particularly if they want to catch the very first performance in, in the chapel, which is every night at 5.15. Got it. Uh, so. They happen every hour. So, you know, give yourself some time, plus enjoy it. Take it in because there's music every hour in the chapel, and uh, there's lots to do. We're going to have more details about the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights. More information online at thegrotto.org. And thanks for listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Welcome back to Difference Makers on True Talk 800 with one of the newest engaged members of the Christian Chamber Northwest. It's the Grotto here in the house, volunteer manager Margaret Gunther and executive director. Welcome aboard Tom Fulmer. So for your first, very first Christmas Festival of Lights here at the Grotto. 
How has it been for you, Tom? Is it everything you expected? Are you overwhelmed at times? Are you incredibly psyched and pumped up to launch this or what? Uh, the answers are yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, um, I'm from Portland, and we used to visit the grotto back in the 60s when uh, my mother and father would pile all of us into the uh, Dodge DeSoto station wagon and drive us out to the grotto. And um, so as a young kid, I've been exposed to it. And there have been many, many years where I was never, never there, uh, moved out of the area for a while. But to answer your question, you know, the grotto itself is such a peaceful, prayerful place. And I'm just blessed to be able to go there every single day. What's been happening since the end of September is the incredible crew led by Peter Mott, who has been producing the grotto since the inception and fuller events. They know what they're doing. This is not the first year. They started the end of September. I remember them putting up lights when it was still 80 degrees and thinking, what are they doing? That's how long it takes to put up one million lights and displays, you know, within the the footprint of the Festival of Lights. It's absolutely amazing. No amount of pretty descriptions that we could come up with are going to match what you can see in person at the Grotto Mm -hmm. at Northeast 85th Avenue and Sandy Boulevard. But at least you can get a hint of it if you look at the website, thegrotto.org. Also on Twitter and on Facebook. But you've got some stunning pictures up there, not only of the lights and of the beautiful facilities that the Grotto offers, but of performers that you have coming. Mm -hmm. So Margaret Gunther is our volunteer manager at the Grotto. Do any acts stand out to you? Obviously, not anybody can get into the Grotto. And not not every artist is at such a high caliber that they can uh, be there. So are... Any acts standing out in your mind, Margaret? Well, I'm excited about so many of them. Kayla and Ashley, for one. I'm excited about some of our newer performers that we have. Um, Enric Siffa is joining us for the first time this year, and he is a Rwandan performer, and he will be performing traditional Rwandan Christmas carols. What I want to say mostly is that there's something for everyone. We have a Filipino community choir. We have a Vietnamese, Our Lady of Levang Choir. Uh, we have some very professional choirs that have gone on world tours. Um, we have a brass quintet, and many of the choirs that have been performing at the Grotto this year have been around for about 20 years. And some performers of the Grotto at the Grotto's Festival of Lights have been coming for over 20 years and started with the Festival of Lights, some of the high school choirs. And they come from pretty far, Walla Walla, Washington, and Albany, and from all over. They're local, they're, they come from Washington, they're very experienced, and they are mostly private auditioned choirs. So in order to be in the festival, it has to be a very high caliber choir. So obviously this year would be too late because your dance card is full. You're already laid out in your schedule. But let's just say there's some blue chip prospects out there who would love a shot at performing at the Grotto <laughs> someday. How would they get in contact with you most efficiently? They could call me at the Grotto. I'm very easy to get a hold of. And my, my email address is m, as in Margaret, mgunther at thegrotto.org. And we can certainly talk about putting them on the roster or being on the invite list 
for next year's festival. Interesting. Yes. It'd be funny if you set it up publicly, like say American Idol or The Voice <laughs> or X Factor style, and you had judges out there just critiquing people to death. <clears throat> and, and always the most negative guys I find the most entertaining at times. I, su- I suppose I shouldn't admit well, that. Well, maybe we could get you and James Autry to be judges. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So James Autry of the Christian Chamber of Commerce of the Northwest, what was your initial experience with the grotto in the first place? Because like myself, you didn't grow up in Portland. No, I'm from South Georgia. So um, having a place to go during the wintertime for lights is is not a, a, a typical thing. Uh, but my wife lived up here, and she grew up here in Vancouver. And uh, when I moved up here 18 years ago, that was uh, a part of her life tradition. Whenever she was in town, she always went up there. So for the last 18 years, we've been visiting uh, throughout the whole year, not just the Festival of Lights. And it's just a quiet place to get away and kind of get out of the city, but still be in the heart of the city. And so it's always been a highlight of our Christmas tradition to actually go and, and go to the grotto on a little chilly night and have some hot chocolate and just walk around and see the sights and hear the shows. Do you have any good family memories or pictures of the boys when they were younger? Oh, yeah, tons. I can um, imagine. Yeah, <laughs> lots of fun. So they, 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 are, they know where it's at, and now we just live around the... The, the area just down the street from it, so it's a pretty convenient. And for the rest of us lazy homeowners who don't feel like keeping up with the Joneses, think of how much more fun it would be going out to see nearly one million lights that you didn't personally have to hang on your roof <laughs> Good in the middle of the rainy, cold Northwest season when you could come to the Grotto instead at Northeast 85th Avenue and Sandy Boulevard. And not only are there going to be plenty of musicians and great ethnic diversity, which I love, that is definitive Portland. So thank you for doing that, as well as dragging people out from the Walla Wallas of the world. <laughs> but besides nearly a million lights and 150 choral performances, there's also going to be a petting zoo and carolers and puppet shows and, of course, hot chocolate. And it'd be a great place not only for you to come with your friends, but to make a family tradition out of this. So of all the years that you've been with the Grotto, Margaret Gunther, our volunteer manager, do any stand out to you of just a great scene of your life or memories that you'll always cherish? I have to say what impresses me about the volunteers is that there are entire families that volunteer year after year. They come back as a family. It is part of their personal family tradition to be a part of this. And the Grotto is really, it's not just a beautiful, contemplative, serene attraction. It is a ministry. And volunteers are performing a ministry when they volunteer. Um, They're part of the Grotto's ministry. They're part of its warmth and its extension of that elusive spirit of Christmas that can be found every night at the Grotto. It's exciting and it's warm. And um, the Grotto is an interactive attraction. The, the facility is beautiful and the Festival of Lights has the petting zoo. And it's not just the Festival of Lights. Tom and I talk about renaming the festival the Festival of Lights and music. That's <laughs> where we're, we're still in discussion about that because there's not just music in the chapel. There's music everywhere throughout the grotto. We have dulcimer players. We have roving carolers. And music just fills the space as you walk in and as you leave. It's that type of an experience. So as the manager of the volunteers, Margaret Gunther, all of us have different gifts and strengths that God just gives us because he's God. But what traits would you look for specifically in a volunteer or maybe even a family of volunteers? For instance, my church has this thing. It's a second Saturday of service where you go, you'll go out and uh, rake leaves for a widow or, or help out someone clean out the garage or paint or something like that. So what kind of heart or gifts would your primary volunteer for the grotto have? 
I'd say generosity of spirit. We get a lot of different volunteers at different skill levels, and for festival, what they are required to bring is, well, a sense of responsibility so that they arrive on time and fulfill their shift. That's wonderful, and we really don't have a problem with that. It's a warmth. It's a willingness to extend themselves to other people and greet them in the spirit of Christmas and hospitality and dedication to go that extra mile to maybe pick up a little bit of you know rubbish that might be on the sidewalk or help someone you know move up the ramps or lift a stroller up the stairs to get closer to the nativity i see that every day at the grotto the volunteers going just a little bit further to be warm and hospitable and gracious and that's that generosity of spirit that shows up every day i love hearing about that and for the people who are involved in the grotto they brought their families over the decades got their pictures and their experiences and their memories that's a set group. If you were to address a different group to introduce to the grotto, who would you want to talk to? Who would you want to invite? Is there anyone in particular that you say say to yourself that, self, I don't see enough fill in the blanks. Uh, I love the fact that you are adding uh, more and more ethnic diversity um, and you're bringing people from out of town. It kind of reminds me of the big parades where mm-hmm. marching bands are coming from all over the country, and, it, and it's a big deal. So who would you love to see more of at the Grotto? Newcomers to Portland. Um, people who, when they show up and they've never been to the Grotto before, they go, wow, I never knew this was here. And there are people who've lived here in Portland for you know, 10, 15 years who haven't come to the Grotto. And when they do, invariably they say, this is beautiful. Why didn't I know about this? Isn't and then funny? they come back. <laughs> But you, you tend to take for granted that which you grow up around. Yeah, I, I grew up do. in New York, and I'm telling you, I went to the Statue of Liberty, what, maybe four times? Mm-hmm. Over my first, what, 40-plus years? And once the obligatory one with your elementary school field trip. So you didn't have yeah. a choice in yeah. that one. So the grotto, let's not make it a secret. Let's uh, spread it out and come on out, not only for pretty lights and fancy music, but for the experience and the the welcoming and just fellowshipping together. Mm-hmm. And maybe, just maybe, you could bring your unsafe friends or relatives or coworkers, and maybe they'll be reluctant to go to, say, a church service or a Bible study with you. But maybe this will be a good icebreaker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. And what I love about the fact that Tom Fulmer, our new executive director, and Margaret Gunther, our volunteer manager at the Grotto, what I love about you, in addition to the fact that you're taking a mission and exposing the Grotto to as many new friends as possible, but you're also very servant-hearted. And if you weren't, then you wouldn't have the fact that donations of canned or dry food are going to be collected for Snowcap, and that's the East County's affiliate of the Oregon Food Bank. So how did you connect with them? I'm curious. You know, that relationship started quite some time ago. Jane Takedo, who has been with the Grotto for seven or eight years, has been very, very instrumental in, um, in the core of what's been happening with Festival of the Lights and, you know, the Grotto is welcoming to all people, and we give back every day. That's part of the, you know, the Order of Friar of Servants of Mary is a community of men who've gathered together in the name of Jesus, the Lord. And, you know, moved by the Spirit, the Servites commit themselves, as did their first fathers, to witness the gospel in fraternal communion and to be at the service of God and all people. So, you know, that's the mission, and that's the heart of the Grotto, so to be able to give back to the community and to help an organization like Snowcap is a given. We try to do that through everything that we do. That's a beautiful thing. So it is a beautiful thing. If you had to take a guess, how many different 
denominations or faiths would hmm. you say show up at the grotto? How many? Hmm. You or, know, I think, honestly, Mike, um, virtually all. And what's interesting, and in fact, I brought some quotes. We are on TripAdvisor.com, as are all the Portland attractions and Northwest attractions. What's interesting about the Grotto is that we are the number nine most popular visitor attraction in the Pacific Northwest of 315 attractions. Now, it's hard to compete with a mountain or a waterfall, but we're in the top 10. And I, you know, it's really interesting to talk High about High praise that. indeed from Executive Director <laughs> Tom Fulmer of The Grotto. More information is available at thegrotto.org. And you're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Welcome back to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. My name is Mike Lee. Always fun hanging out with my dear friend James Autry from the Christian Chamber, as well as Friends from the Grotto. Keep in mind, the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights is open from the Friday after Thanksgiving through December 30th, except, of course, December 25th for Christmas Day. It's open nightly from 5 to 9.30. Festival grounds closing at 10 p.m. And more information available online on Twitter, on Facebook, and at thegrotto.org. And before we dive headfirst into the lineup and the number of people coming, I want to get to the bottom line, which for you, Tom Fulmer, our new executive director at the Grotto, is this. Why do you do what you do, and what is the purpose for the Grotto, outside of being very pretty and well-known throughout the world, although seemingly less for Portland people? The Grotto is a ministry. It is a welcome 62-acre oasis in the middle of Portland, Oregon. Uh, The entire mission has been to welcome all people of all faith or no faith to have the opportunity to enter the grounds— free and feel the holiness of the entire environment and what Father Jack, Father Ignatius, Brother Gregory, Father Alvin, and the sisters have created for 90 years. There's a beautiful chapel that seats 600 people. The cliff itself with the Pieta and the, the structures and the shrines and everything within the grounds, you can't help but be moved. And what I find is that many people, a number of people who visited the grotto, have never gone up the elevator. You go up the elevator, 110 feet to the upper grounds, there is a dramatic meditation chapel built on the cliff that opened 22 years ago. There's a beautiful walkway with shrines and and uh, the 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 monastery is up there. There's Saint Anne's Chapel. There's Saint Joseph Gardens. There's a Peace Gardens, and you can spend ten minutes. You could spend the whole day up there, and just reflect. And people do it every single day. What's interesting is that you asked earlier. Who do we want to attract? <laughs> we want people from Portland and West Lynn and Vancouver and Camas and Salem. Because they're already come. coming from other parts of the world, it They're seems, coming right? from all, you know, we're, not, we're a minute from the airport. We have a lot of travelers. One of the first things they do, they get off the airplane, they check their trip advisor or something, they go, Grotto. They come to the Grotto. I see people dragging their, their carry-ons. You know, they're coming into the parking lot, they're coming into the Grotto. They say, we have... This is our first stop. We're in Portland for a day or a week, or, or we're, we're on our way back to Boston, but we have to stop at the Grotto. It's really, it's really amazing to see that. But then when I talk to people in Portland and the, and the general metro area, or even the Northwest, you know, it's like, okay, 
you really don't know the grotto. Come on, let me show you. So, Margaret Gunther is the volunteer manager of the grotto. So, Margaret, can you give us a heads up about the different musicians? Uh, obviously, there's too many of them to list. That would take up the entire show and then some. But uh, give us the big picture, the 30,000-foot view of what to expect at the grotto when it comes to performance and entertainment and what we'll see there besides nearly a million lights. <laughs> You will hear 155 different choirs, <laughs> five per night. Um, come on out and hear Christ the King Youth Choir. They've been performing at the Grotto for 26 years, and their choir includes children as young as five and adults as old as 80. Come out and hear On a Lark. They perform folk and Celtic music, and they'll be performing on Tuesday, December 23rd. Now, the Encore Women's Vocal Ensemble, who are performing on Friday, December 19th, they will be performing Benjamin Britten's Ceremony of Carols with a Harp. And uh, come on out and hear the Unistus Chamber Choir. They have performed in Estonia. They participated in the world's largest choral festival in Tallinn, Estonia. So we have some pretty famous and extremely accomplished vocalists coming out to perform. Now, how many a day are are you saying are coming for these uh, nights? Five how many choral groups? choirs per night. The first choir starts at five fifteen, and then they are every they're at six and at seven and eight and at nine, and they perform in the choir. And the acoustics are phenomenal, and the choirs themselves are comprised of community choirs, high school choirs, middle school choirs, civic choirs, and they're all amazing. And they all sing traditional sacred music in a sacred setting. I wonder if you some ever of it's stumbled. very upbeat, and some of it's more, you know, like we have Gregorian chant for someone who's looking for Gregorian chant. We have Celtic choirs. We have um, hymns and Swahili. We have the Lord's Prayer, which will be sung in Swahili. So those of us who are fluent in Swahili <laughs> can come out and be blessed. <laughs> come on that, down. Uh, I don't even speak Spanish, unfortunately. <laughs> but you can get information about the specifics and the lineup online at thegrotto.org. That's thegrotto.org. And what's neat about it is, among other things, you've got free parking, tickets available at the entry gate in advance at the Grotto's gift shop and online, of course, at thegrotto.org. There are group discounts. If you order in advance for groups of at least 15 people, you can email events at thegrotto.org if you'd like more specifics on that. And it's a whole lot of fun for the whole family. And if your kids are age two or under, they get in absolutely free. Mm-hmm. So do you see a lot of families, a lot of schools? Do you see a lot of people coming out on dates? Just oh, sure. Couples? Sure. And a lot of um, our, our young volunteers volunteer as couples, um, husband and wives, volunteering together for seven or eight years, you know, running. There's nothing like serving as a family. I think it, it speaks volumes to your kids when they see mom and dad do it along with the whole family. This isn't for other people. This is for, for them as well. We've had the Ryan family work in the food booth for the last six years. Lovely, lovely people, and they just get in there. As their children grow, they start out in the petting zoo as volunteers, and then they sort of move throughout the various positions as volunteers. And some have their favorites. I have volunteers who have Kay Boyo has been volunteering in the petting zoo for nine years. She's like, we have veteran volunteers. And then each year also we have hundreds and hundreds of new student volunteers, Knights of Columbus volunteers, um, Century Link Pioneers, which is one of the oldest uh, volunteer groups in the nation. Hmm. Yeah. That's good to hear. So what kind of food's available? Mm. Mm. My favorite is the peppermint hot chocolate. And we have churros. <laughs> and, and we are adding 
pumpkin spice oh, hot we? chocolate this year. Sounds delicious. So is this something Maybe my new? new favorite. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. As the new executive director, Tom Fulmer, was that your move to bring Actually, in the pumpkin no. spice? Actually, no. I have to credit Samantha Kocher, who has been one of our blessed volunteers in a variety of capacities, and she has stepped up um, more so this year. Uh, in a leadership role with the festival, and that was one of her favorites. And she said, let's just do it. I said, let's just do it. So we're adding that. I'd hate to see your electrical bill with nearly a million lights <laughs> You know, out I'm there. glad you mentioned that. <laughs> Dare I ask, mm-hmm. would you like to divulge any details, no, Tom Fulmer? No, but I would like to offer an opportunity for Pacific General, uh, Pacific General Electric, PGE, <laughs> to become a sponsor next year and and perhaps help us offset some of our costs. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Maybe someone will be listening from PGE. Maybe they will. And it'll maybe be the Grotto's PGE Christmas Festival of Lights <laughs> brought to you free of charge by our friends at PGE. Yeah. They, can, they could uh, like rebill that. you and say, I don't know, hmm. February? I think yeah. that's nice. No, okay. A little cross-promotion that never hurts anybody. <laughs> well, think of, think of all the people that they'd be making happy for a change, right? There you go. There you go. PGE, it's on you. <laughs> <laughs> so what other great memories can we expect at the Grotto? That Anything that stands out from people coming from far away in particular? Do you have any notes, I don't know, TripAdvisor letters from people who've come from other countries who have been so blessed by their experience at the Grotto, more than just the lights and the music? Well, you know, this is wonderful because we're talking about the Christmas Festival of Lights, which is right around the corner, and it is a significant event. It is 31 consecutive days. I used to be in the event business, and I put on golf tournaments, and I worked for the Oregon International Air Show, and I did a variety of things in some pretty major events. There's nothing like this. The Olympics are, what, three weeks? Maybe four? (laughs) We're four weeks. I mean, you look at major events around the world, we're pretty major. And so what's interesting about the Christmas Festival of Lights is that we have people that come every year for that. But then I find out they haven't come in, you know, April, May or Mother's Day when the rhododendrons are blooming and we have these wonderful masses and celebrations or Easter or they don't come, you know, when we have Freedom Sunday uh, over the 4th of July weekend. So what we find when we you go on to something like TripAdvisor, and I want to read some of the quick things that we get around from people. Here's someone that came from Stockton, California that said, like a massage for your soul. The grotto will wash away the stress of your day as you walk the grounds. You should trademark that and throw it on T-shirts or bumper stickers like a massage for your soul. Here's one from St. Augustine, Florida. Block out all of life's stress and simply let the peace soak into your very being. It is truly a magnificent place. You know, it just goes on and on and on. Here's somebody from North Carolina. It is an absolutely beautiful garden with stunning statuary. I can't imagine being here and not having an overwhelming sense of peace. And it just goes on and on and on. And nowadays between life and family and career and just the normal trials that we have to go through, when's the last time we turned off the laptop (laughs) or the smartphone and just took a deliberate and intentional break and went to a place like the grotto? Mm Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. And the meditation chapel that I spoke about, and James has seen that up on the upper gardens over the cliff. Someone told me that one of the radio stations did a survey, and they said that it's the it's the most popular or the best place to go up during the day and read a book. Because you can sit in these beautiful, comfortable chairs. You're on this cliffside chapel. You see Mount St. Helens right ahead of you and Mount, Mount Hood to your right. 
and it's peaceful and quiet, and you can just sit there and pray, read whatever you want to read, take a nap, and just let it all happen. So, Nearly a million lights, 150 choral performances, a petting zoo, carolers, puppet show, hot chocolate, and what was the new pumpkin, pumpkin spice, spice. you added? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're all coming to the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights, opening from the Friday after Thanksgiving through December 30th, although closed Christmas Day the 25th, open nightly from 5 to 9 30. It's something not to be missed, not only by you, but by the whole family. So come on out. And if you'd like to get some more great visuals, you can go on their website, thegrotto.org. That's thegrotto.org. More with Tom Fulmer and Margaret Gunther next on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Welcome back to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Now, we're talking all about the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights, which opens the Friday after Thanksgiving through December 30th, except Christmas Day, of course. And that part of the Grotto is open nightly from 5 to 9.30. But the main level is free, and there's a lot more to do than simply see the lights and hear the music. Is that true, Margaret Gunther, our volunteer manager? Actually, there is a lot to do. There's the daily mass, of course, in the main chapel of Mary on the on the main level. There is the Via Matris. There's the Stations of the Cross, which anyone can walk for free on the main level. And if you wanted to see the upper level gardens, I would encourage that. I work in the volunteer, the visitors complex, and each week new people come in and they ask me. They, they point up and they say, what's up there? What can I see? And I get very excited to tell them what they can see in the upper-level gardens, which is one of um, the monastery, which was built in 1945, mm-hmm. I believe. 2023. 20, 1923. Mm-hmm. Uh, the meditation chapel, the gardens themselves, the chapel of St. Anne, the labyrinth, and the rose garden. The grotto has its own rose garden, which is one of only three officially sanctioned rose gardens in Portland, the other one being in Washington Park and another one in Lad's Edition, but uh, the Grotto has its own rose garden. That's beautiful. I it did is. not know that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So how much of the 62 acres does this rose garden take up? I'm curious. <laughs> That's a really good question. I'll have to ask our grounds facilities manager, Mark Kumbelik. I would say maybe a half an acre. It's quite beautiful, yep. and it is right in front of the monastery, and it is presided over by a beautiful mm-hmm. statue of the Blessed Mother. Another method of going in to enjoy the peace of just taking a time out from your day can be had at the Grotto in the rose garden section, as well as... In the the main area, in the main level. So, so James, can you tell us, James Autry is with the Christian Chamber of the Northwest. Can you tell us any experiences or memories that you have of the grotto since your wife came from the Couve in the <laughs> first place and had to introduce this southern boy to the area? Well, we do uh, go as, you know, it's Christmas time for, that's part of our family tradition, but uh, we take the, you know, $5 elevator ride up to the main gardens there throughout the year. Uh, they have a special Mother's Day presentation and so forth. And it's just, it's just a beautiful place. I mean, when we can, I can actually uh, drop by and pick up my wife from the house and go have lunch, you know, and, and then take a stroll around the gardens in the middle of the day. So it's, it's a fun place to do that. And has the weather been on our side any better or worse than usual this year? I'll leave that out to any of you. So far, so good. So far, so good. <laughs> the forecast for opening night, which is a week from tonight, is 40% chance of rain, high of 50 and low of 40. So, so our nice. listeners from the Buffalo, New York area <laughs> can avoid the uh, snow issues and come on out to the Grotto at Northeast 85th Avenue and Sandy Boulevard. And it's going to be a great time. I'm really impressed by what I've seen from you, Tom Fulmer, our new executive director, and from our volunteer manager, 
Margaret Gunther. So, uh, Margaret, I'm going to leave this question towards you right now. Why do you do what you do? You, you've been with the Grotto for years now. Can you tell us about your initial experience in coming to know the Lord and how he led you to the Grotto? I'm inspired by the volunteers. I'm inspired by the place. It, it is a sacred place. It is, I, it is a sacred, healing, beautiful place. And people come to the Grotto throughout the year for lots of different reasons. And sometimes people come to the Grotto for solace. And as someone who, who approaches me, I get to minister and extend the love of Christ and the peace of Christ to anyone who comes to the Grotto. And um, people from all walks of life, all areas of the country and levels of society come to the Grotto. And it is a wonderful opportunity. And I see it in the volunteers as well, that they extend themselves and they extend the love of Christ and the compassion um, to all visitors at the Grotto. So among the beautiful places we have here in the Portland area, thinking about Chinatown or Powell's Books or Multnomah Falls or Omsi or, or the Oregon Zoo, the Grotto stands out in adding a spiritual aspect to its visitors and to its volunteers, for that matter. Tom Fulmer, why do you do what you do as executive director of the Grotto? You know, Mike, I um, I was called to the Grotto. I, I've always believed in servant leadership, and I have served on nonprofit boards, continue to do so. Everything I've done in my business career, um, I have found I want to give back to others. I was in the event business. I worked on a television station. I did film and video production. Uh, I was in banking. But in all of those opportunities in my life, I was involved with nonprofits that give back to people. And I've always believed in servant leadership. When this opportunity came at me, um, which was really a, a God shot, uh, in April of this year, and that's a whole nother story, I, it, the, the, the Grotto as executive director was not even on my radar screen. But I was called to it, and I took action, and I put my name in the hat, so to speak. And through God's grace... And the grace of the uh, the board of directors and the Servite leadership, they selected me, called me on my birthday in June when I was having lunch with my daughter and said, would you like to be the executive director of the Grotto? I think God's got a good sense of humor. There's no way they knew it was your birthday when they made that call. Actually, one of them did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, 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 I'm just so blessed. I am just so blessed. So I am there. My mission is invitation. It's that simple. I am inviting everyone to come to the Grotto, not just for the Festival of Lights, although that's a wonderful opportunity, but come anytime. We're open every day, I think except Christmas, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. The Festival of Lights is a unique 31-day experience, but there's another 11 months where we're open all throughout the day for a variety of reasons. We have concerts. I mentioned Michael Allen Harrison, who's a dear friend of the Grotto. He grew up there. He went to Park Rose High School. He has performed at the Grotto for 27 years. He closes the Festival of Lights every year in the chapel. He does a concert in the lawn up in the upper gardens in August. Um, so we have some dear, dear friends of, of the Grotto who are people here in Portland that are of faith, that are incredibly talented, like Michael Allen Harrison, like Kayla and Ashley like John Nielsen, who's performing, Portland pianist. He's one of Michael Allen Harrison's 10 grand pianists. He's a wonderful, incredible talent. He's performing this year. 
Mac Potts, who also performs at Michael Allen Harrison's Ten Grands and his Christmas at the Old Church Concerts. He's performing this year at Festival of Lights. So what I'm having such a fun time doing is inviting people I know, talent I know, people who appreciate the solitude and and the prayerfulness of the grotto, and really expose it to a broader cross-section of people while still maintaining its ministry and what it's all about. We've got two minutes left. Who's on your wish list? James Autry. I'd like to have James Autry uh, come perform. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was a year ago that I actually, you came to one of our luncheons for the Christian Chamber. Yeah. yeah. And I sang that song, Mary, Did You Know? And and it was just uh, one of my favorite songs. And it was just so much fun to do that. And then we connected. And that's what I love about all of this is that I wouldn't even thought about the grotto joining the Christian Chamber. But because of you Mm -hmm. and that partnership and just the friendship and and that aspect of it, I said, yep, this is the right decision, and we want to get behind that and let uh, our community know that uh, they have a great resource for Thank a ministry here. Absolutely. We, we are so excited to be part of the Chamber. Thank you. If you'd like to discuss becoming a volunteer one of these days, you may email Margaret Gunther, volunteer manager at mgunther at thegrotto.org. For Tom Fulmer, the new executive director, you may email him at tfulmer at thegrotto.org. And Margaret, in our last minute, is there anything you'd like to wrap up with us? So easy and enjoyable to become a volunteer. You can either email me or go right to our website. And right on our homepage, there's a button, a festival icon button that says volunteer at the festival. It's super easy and it is so much fun. That is why students and families come back year after year. It's a blast. It's really exciting. Thank you so much, Volunteer Manager Margaret Gunther, Executive Director Tom Fulmer, and our friend James Autry from the Christian Chamber for joining us here on Difference Makers. Don't forget the Grotto is open year-round, but the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights is open from Friday after Thanksgiving through December 30th, except, of course, on Christmas Day. With more information on their website, thegrotto.org. That's thegrotto.org. And thank you so much again for listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.